Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I don't ever say that. Sorry, guys. Very awkward. <laughs> welcome to our newest episode of Down for Account Podcast. Um, today you are blessed with all four of us. Sorry for my Ollie Pop in the background. No sponsorship. Um, today we have myself, um, Tiffany, Alexis, and Janae. So you ladies want to say hi. Hi. Oh, and, my <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're going to talk about a couple things. We're not going to touch too much um, upon mania because we feel like at this point, it's the Thursday after we're not going to end up saying anything that no one else hasn't already said already. So like, it is what it is at this point. Um. And then, you know, shout out to everyone who's out and about there. And uh, we're going to first start off talking about this merger. So as news started to break Sunday evening, I can't remember if it was right before Mania or it was during. But it was before because I remember... You sending it in the group chat. It was it was well, before. Did you did. Uh, so yeah. So end of end. Um. So there was a, a news broke by CBN, um, CNBC, stating that um, WWE has officially sold to the Endeavor Group, and an announcement, a formal announcement, could come as soon as tomorrow, which it ended up um, becoming. So. Not only it was a hot topic going into the evening until the rigmarole of the evening kind of set in, but it was also touched upon by a couple people, um, by a couple journalists during the media scrum for um, After Mania that all and others sat on. So on Monday, it was officially announced with um, Vince McMahon himself and that fucking stash, um, along with um, Ari, I can't remember his last name, who's Emmanuel. president of Emmanuel, who's the president in Endeavor, and they asked, um, asked questions about what does this entail, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and it's also included questions about how much Vince is going to be involved in creative, which we learned the hard way. But this is besides the point. We're going to more so break down the sales and what that entails. So um, I'm going to put it over to you guys. So whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. So... I we get a lot of questions about this because well on our podcast we try to give you guys as much information as possible and not make it too hard to understand. So in layman's terms, what Endeavor did for WWE is essentially the same thing that they did for UFC. They bought UFC, they didn't really change much. Dana White still runs the company. However, they have merged their business side with Endeavor. So Endeavor pretty much takes over in terms of how they are marketed, where they go in terms of their media rights, um, how their talent is structured um, while they're working for UFC. So if they wanna go out and do movies, television, commercials, all of that is fielded through Endeavor's talent agency, which they own WME talent agency okay so endeavor is like their background business support and wwe is going to handle the entertainment side on the surface and actually realistically it is a smart business move it's not bad at all Endeavor has the resources to be able to sustain WWE on the talent side in terms of them third-party talent-wise. And 
and of course in their back office. They have all of the resources WWE needs and WWE doesn't have to house any of that anymore. That takes a heavy burden off of them and allows Endeavor to handle PR and media and all that stuff. They don't have to worry about any of that. So that's the good part about it. Where we're starting to see there's little holes in this plan is one, the sale in itself. So what I read today is that Mark Shapiro, he's the current president over at Endeavor, okay? They have their overhead, Ari Emanuel, but Mark Shapiro is their COO and, and he's supposed to be the president. He didn't have any idea about this sale to WWE. He had no clue. He found out three days before the sale was about to go through. Which means Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon was kikiing on the side, but they were not being clear with their staff, which is why it explains why everybody is all in shambles in both companies. So that's the deal. <laughs> Sorry. No, the deal itself is good. I want to make this clear. The deal itself is a smart deal. It is the way it is being handled that is bad. So if you haven't gone to CNBC to look at the interview that they had with them, because on the day that they launched that Endeavor had bought WWE, they went to CNBC first and had the interview because CNBC, CNBC is the one who were the ones who brokered, they were the one who broke the, um, the news about it. They were the ones who put it out as did the Wall Street Journal and several other reputable um, places. So they went to CNBC and sat down and had the interview. If you watch that interview, you'll understand a little bit of what's going on here. Vince McMahon, obviously, in Aria and Ari Emanuel are in their boys' club. Okay. They're very, very close and they all run in the same circles. Okay. So it makes sense why there were very few people who knew about this deal until the deal was already done. Okay. So now you have a situation where these two guys, these two owners have made decisions on their own, but you have to look at all of the pieces. This all started when Vince decided he was coming back to the WWE, right? And then there were a lot of people who were like, oh, well, he can't, we, because I was one of them. I was like, well, he can't come back without the board. And he couldn't. That's the truth. What he did was he weaseled his way back in there. He got those board members to either walk or step down. A lot of them didn't want him there. So they stepped down. And he put Barrios and that other dude that were CEOs of WWE where before the pandemic and during the pandemic, he put those two on the board along with, I think, another person, which gave him the control and vote on the board. As soon as he got back in, at least five other board members walked because they didn't want him there. And I think that included Stephanie because she ended up resigning shortly after that, all right? So that's when the wheels started turning when they were getting ready to start the sale. And then the rumors came up that he was gonna sell and they were looking at the Saudis. The Saudis were never a contender to purchase the WWE. They just made it look that way. Endeavor was always the one they were gonna sell to. But they had to make themselves look good first. So Vince used Triple H to do all the booking for months. He stepped aside, said, I'm going to step aside. I'm going to let him have it. He's good. I trust him. Right? Triple H did great. Clash of the Castle was a good, uh, um, uh, was a very good example of what he could do when a pay-per-view is in his hands. He did okay when it came to Extreme Rules. It wasn't great, but the pay-per-view itself isn't good. As the time progressed and he got better and better and better, then Mania hits. And we're like, okay, this is going to be good. Monday, that first night, amazing. It was great. Every match was great. Okay, 
Then you get to the second night. The second night had a whole different vibe and a whole other plan. It was like night and day. And I didn't think about it until Nicole said something to, um, to us on the live yesterday. And I was like, this started way before they sold, they announced the sale to Endeavor. He's been doing his puppeteering in the back for quite some time. This was all planned and plotted out so that WWE can look like the $9 billion company they're selling as, and they knew Triple H could get him there. So he used him to get there and buy to his time, and then he slowly but surely worked his way back down into the gorilla. Now, when he was on the um, CNBC interview, he said... I'm not going to, they asked him, are you going to be in creative? And he said, yes and no. He said, I won't be in the weeds, but I'll be at the top. I said, okay. That means your ass going to be in Gorilla. Now, Ari Emanuel was sitting next to him. And he was like, he's going to be wherever he wants to be which gave me the inkling that that gives him full control to do whatever he wants to do. But after this past Monday, can I talk about Monday? I please talk about Monday. I mean, after I don't necessarily past, want to. After this past Monday, I highly doubt that that is going to be the case going forward. It'd be super quick, I promise. More, not even more than, I just want to say this because I think it's fucking hilarious. So, full heart saying, out of the 38 years we've had WrestleMania, this was the worst Raw after WrestleMania that has ever gone down. And a three-hour show, the only match people can agree on that was worth watching was the Street Profits versus Sammy and Kevin. They basically told Vince, you can do what you want. Brand new investment company. Their ratings was a 0.88. Their ratings have not been that low in years. And people are like, well, you know, people are pissed off Cody didn't win. I'm like, you know, that could be a little bit of it, but people are upset, man. No, because everybody was watching to see what Cody was going to do. And then as soon as Cody... I, I mean, but, and then they did bump. You could tell because right after, right after, oh, this was all the shit that Vince was coming out, that Vince tore up the script and no one knew what was going on. That's why that Seth Rollins thing was weird. Bailey had a segment that was cut. Um, people are mad. Like word on the street is that Seth got so mad because he got out into the ring they told him in the ring, your segment's cut. He was so upset, he packed his shit and he left. Now, again, that is a rumor, but if you manage to piss Seth Rollins off, fucking good. But now, Endeavor, and it's not good that when you merge with another company, your first out-of-the-box thing with your name on it fails. So now word on the street is also is that Vince is not allowed to be anywhere near SmackDown this week. That but, doesn't do anything, but if that's what they want to do, fine. It's already you should have been a little bit more. My only issue with that is that, oh, well, he can't be there. Well, you the damage that you've done is done. You haven't repaired what you've broken. And you got like, they had the bump was Wednesday and they were not even commenting on what they were talking about. They literally were in the comments saying fire Vince, fuck Vince. That was the consensus across the board. And people are apparently going to SmackDown tomorrow to yell fire Vince. They're going to be chanting do it y'all gotta y'all you know what i literally what? actually yeah because i watched a video 
about Ray's behind the scenes for Mania, half the comments were fire vents. Mm-hmm. WWE had to turn off their dislike ratios. I could not get a ratio on like their videos, but like didn't you, Nicole? Didn't you say like their one video was like like had thousand dislikes? The, the video was like thirty one thousand. It was thirty three thousand. Was for Cody and Roman. Honestly, it's probably at a million by now. I can't see it because they they turned off dislikes. I think it's and I know we'll get back to this but I think it's funny that this is what's bringing the IWs together because I had a friend of mine who was over to watch Mania and he had just gotten back into watching WWE and he said it on on Facebook literally just got back into wrestling this man's back I will not watch it And that seems to be the consent across the board. And not to mention, I mean, these are all rumors that take them with a grain of salt, okay? You have superstars who are either willing to just show up to be paid or try or will get out of their contract. Like big names have been thrown around. Like Becky apparently was not happy. Uh Trish, like, who was it? Like, Becky wasn't happy. Oscar wasn't happy that he was there. Like, a lot of people didn't, like, a lot of the star superstars did not want him there. But this is what we're saying to the superstars. If y'all don't show up, there is no show. We're not paying to see Vince and his son who blew his quads out. <laughs> Father, like, son, we're not paying to see them. We're paying to see you. If y'all don't show up, there's no show. And that's how you can get to guys like this because we always said you hit them where it hurts, which is their rating and their money. And this yep. is the best. They can't fire everybody. So can't. And Especially if y'all all walk out together. Yep. Imagine the shit storm. If Becky and Seth decide to walk out, and I'm just using them because they're two of the biggest names they got right now. If Becky and Seth walked out next week, because Vince is there doing his shit. Can you imagine the shitstorm that this would start? That your two big names walked out because of one person. I think that's fair. I mean, to Nicole's credit, she did say he wasn't going to be in control long. She was like, that two years is going to be short and real quick. And she was right. I didn't think he was going to last two years either. I just didn't think it was going to happen this fast. But shit, God worked in mysterious ways. It's the only way I can explain it. I just, I don't like the fact that I can see this from a standpoint because um, you, you have this company that's in, that bought your company. And this is the first time that Vince actually has to answer to somebody. He has to answer to them. This isn't USA Network that's just like, oh, you know what? They're in a dry spell, blah, blah, blah. If ratings go down, if attendance goes down, if they're not making money, Vince has to answer to somebody. I don't think he understands that. <laughs> Yes, he do. Well, he gonna hear it now because I mean, I said this to the girls and then the next person can step in, but can you imagine buying this multi-million dollar company, you have dollar signs in your eyes because you're reading how profits are going back up, merchandise is selling, people are coming to the shows. You have one bad show, word on the street that Vince McMahon is back and uh -huh. you all that in less than a week just pull back that's not good <laughs> not good at all but i think it's funny like karma is a bitch and then it came out that the the cell might not even be legal 
the sale itself is legal, but they're having issues with the validity of the sale. The problem is, is how I explained it before. Like I said, the Saudis never really had a shot at buying WWE, neither did any of the other people who had prospects. They were not fielding offers like they said. And what the issue is, they want to make sure that they fielded as many offers as possible and got a decent price for WWE and didn't lowball or sell to Endeavor specifically because they wanted to collab with Endeavor. They want to make sure, sure they did what was fair for the shareholders, as well as for the sale of the company, the good of the company as a whole. But to go back to what you were talking about, if I were the one who were was Endeavor, the very first thing I would have done is a complete company assessment before I put myself in a position where I could end up with egg on my face. You know full well that Vincent Kennedy McMahon resigned last year. So obviously, his decrepit ass was not the reason why WWE had had rocket sales and good ratings for the last six to nine months. So why would you then have him go back down into Gorilla and cause all this chaos and discord? Why would you do that? The only thing that makes sense is that your ass did not do your due diligence. You were not aware of what was happening inside this company. You trusted what Vince McMahon was telling you because you're an idiot. And now you look like a damn fool. Um, ooh, in fact, I squeeze in really quick. 100% agree with that. Because like you said, like him and Ari are good friends. And now things are starting to make sense because it was like you would randomly see Vince like out out to town and out on these dinners, which he never would do. Mm-hmm. These past five months, and especially stating that the CFO wasn't completely aware about the deal until it got closer, it makes sense because. Ari was trying to sneak him in before. What was that man's name? Who? The CFO. Yes. That Mark Shapiro feel like if, and I think Ari knew if Mark knew more of a bigger window time, he would have done that due diligence like you were talking about and investigating. Okay, what's making them successful? How do we like keep impressing on it, keep going with it and blah, blah, blah. And um, since it was such a window, he could not do that. This is why it's such a mess. And now they're starting to try to clean shit up now. Yep. I just think it's hilarious. But you know what? I... I will say that even in its chaos, some things are necessary to happen. See, Vince has 86% of the control and vote because he owns all those shares. The only way that they can get rid of him is if Endeavor gets rid of him. They will after Monday. I don't know, because, I mean, they might just be like, oh, we'll calm, wait till the calms down. It's never going to calm down. The problem is it's not just superstars anymore. The super, It's not just the fans anymore. The superstars are pissed as well. And I don't think they would have been so mad if segments weren't cut minutes before they were supposed to happen. But now he's doing shit just to exert his power again. And that is a problem. That means that you have an issue with control. Control. So clearly, you are not capable of doing your job unbiased. You, ha- you are constantly making a mockery of everything. And that is a problem. If Endeavor does not see it as a problem, then they're going to be literally 
wasting time. And it's going to be a downward spiral for the next couple of months. By the time they figure it out, it might be too late. So if I were them, I would immediately remove him from any creative um, opportunities. The warning sign is there. Take the red flag and run. All right. Anybody have anything else they want to add before I do? No, I just I'm just laughing because I think all this is just hilarious. I'm just working, so I'm out of the loop on everything. Oh, it's just it is funny. It's also more comical because I work for a growing company. That makes a few, you know, millions of dollars. We have rapid growth, and um, I was just talking about how it's so hard for so many like office stuff from like our headquarters because it's like sometimes I feel like we're just learning shit as we go. And it's like, okay, that we need to figure shit out because we're opening so many locations and we're expanding so much, like we should like get it together with certain things. Um, so to translate to the deal with Endeavor, I think, I don't think Vince is going to get moved out of creative right away. I think once Mike starts doing his due diligence and people who are like-minded of him, I think that's when they'll be like, okay, like we need to do something. The good thing about him, like he had, like Vince, obviously, like we said, he has someone to answer to. But not only that, he has, if he has, um, you can have people start doing some sneaky shit and start sneak buying his shares from him. Mm which I low-key think might start happening. Like Especially that. since um, people like um, Nick Khan and um, Mark Shapiro talking about how much they really like Stephanie would want her on board. Mm-hmm. Which I think the same way he got himself in, he's that's the same way he's gonna go out. I'm telling you, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be right away, unfortunately. You know, they have to succession it up and do all sorts of stuff. Um, I do think Shane should hang around for it. keep his ass off my tv that's all i fucking yeah i i don't care if he's in the back um i don't mind him on tv sometimes um but anyway that's besides the point yeah it depends this is besides the point i think if they played their cards right i would be like hey shane he's not going to be paying attention to you start getting some shit rolling Mm mm-hmm do some real yeah he's been stealing he's backwater his dad for the business so poetic justice if you ask me yeah gotta be a mess when Thanksgiving Jesus Christ I don't think they spent Thanksgiving I don't think they do either (laughs) that is I think um, Shane probably has Thanksgiving at his house. Yeah. Head cannon. Um, Stephanie and Trips and their kids specifically show up the night before, very late. Mm-hmm. And they stay until very, very early Black Friday. Like they're out the door towards the plane at 5 a.m. I feel like Linda shows up day of 
She shows up. Stays stays most of the day. Yeah. Depending on how she's feeling, she might stay the night, might not. If she stays the night, she goes in the morning, but she goes after breakfast with the grandkids. And then she pieces out. That makes sense. If she doesn't stay the night, she stays long enough to tuck all the grandkids in because all the grandkids are stay in all the grandkids stay in bed uh, stay in the same room together big old big old party and she reads all of them the their favorite bedtime story she has once they're to bed she has you know, or drink or two with the parents. Wait, what is Mr. happening? Ar- An argument might happen. She's running down there Thanksgiving. <laughs> An argument might happen. It's usually so. It's usually between Steph and um, Linda. She got the whole play- day planned out. <clears throat> <laughs> either sh- either Triple H stops it or Shane's wife surprisingly it's either them two that's like alright like let's let's not and then depending on how bad the argument is either they sell it down make up Linda leaves you know A-OK or knock out drag out fight um Linda leaves, goes to some local bar, gets trashed, and then her driver has to pull her out and no way she got take her to some house. take her to some um hotel. No way. Now it fits. Movie is this? I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh my god! The McMahon's family Thanksgiving. Oh my god! Um, Vince, baby, sometimes shows up. He never tells anyone. He just shows up. <laughs> and he gets very, very upset if there isn't a place for place on him, a place set for him. Even He's- if he didn't call to let them know that he was coming. So every year they make an extra place setting at the head of the table, just in case he shows up. I cannot. <clears throat> he shows up. He does a carving turkey. That's that's Hunter's or Shane's job or Shane's job. So that's, that's his house. He sits there, plays with the grandkids for a little bit. He's like pleasant to them. He always is good. He'll like slip them, you know, some money. Um, ask them, you know, how their grades are doing. Um, you know, what sports are they in? You know, like he actually genuinely cares about you know what they're doing with themselves. Completely ignores Shane. <laughs> So sometimes engages with um, Stephanie. He mostly talks to Hunter. That's fucked up. And if Linda is there, he'll ask her next time she's at home. Something, something with the house needs fixed because they're both never at the house or share the same room. I can't. So he's like, or he'll like tell her, be like, hey saw on the calendar that she'll be home this time like I said like you know someone to go look at the pool or whatever and then that's it that's the only words they say to each other oh shit I'm dying and then he demands and then he demands they get start dessert even though they're not done with um dinner (laughs) what is happening and then he eats half of his dessert and then just leaves Nicole (laughs) Who's writing the script? What 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 lifetime movie did you get this from? I mean that is not a lifetime movie. I don't think she's far off. I'm gonna be honest. That probably she probably did you. Vince fall asleep in front of the TV while watching football. Hell no. He'd probably be watching something WWE got on the network, on the Peacock Network. Like that's that's the show I produced. Your, your grandfather did that. That right there. Oh, that's AWE network. He gets that shit for free. We gotta get VPNs and crap to get that. 
Not that I do that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for Josh Alexander. Shout out to him. How is he doing? Did he get injured? Yeah, he has to get surgery. He has to relinquish the title. Oh, well, he... don't give it back to Moose. Oh, um, at what? Battleground, what is this pay per view called? Battleground is going to be Kush. We got whatever backlash. this is. Um, it is Kushida, and I can't remember who he's facing. Mm, Kushida got the poss- got a possibility to get the championship. Yep, doing really good. Well, good for Kushida. Okay. Now that we so, can't wait for Nicole to write the script, the McMahon holiday. No, hell no. Um, I, do a movie I will be a creative. That shit, that movie would knock. I go watch it as long as they tell, like, give us all the backstage shit that we don't get to see. I need to see wrestlers mad and going off and shit. That'd be a good movie. Good movie. Anyways, according to um, Ari Emanuel, he says that they don't have an official name for their company that they're building for the WWE. They did announce that there are going to be layoffs coming from um, this merger, but those layoffs are normally are normal layoffs. Everybody always goes to the worst when they say layoffs. Those layoffs are normal layoffs. They happen anytime a company sells or merges a company with another because you just don't need all that manpower to run one company. Now, from what I read, Endeavor feels like they have the better skills and the better people to run the background business side of WWE. So those layoffs majority will probably be in the back office of WWE and they're gonna be WWE people. There are gonna be a lot of people who are gonna lose a rank or some type of title. People who got dual jobs right now probably would lose one of those jobs, but depending on what Endeavor has in those positions and Endeavor favors themselves over WWE, obviously. So WWE would be the ones who would suffer the most in the cutbacks. Um, I don't think they're really gonna cut any superstars. Do I think it's possible no. they can cut superstars? Yes, but I don't think that these layoffs are where they're going to go. I think that they're going to focus on the back office part of WWE. The business side of it is where yeah. you're going to see a lot of those cuts. And that's um, basically to streamline that company down so that it's not so top heavy when it comes to employees. It's exactly, and I'll take you back a little bit. Um, yeah, so anytime you have a company merger, there is always some type of layoff uh, occurring. And this happened recently with what this, um, which Silicon Valley is kind of like an especially um, big banking. Yeah, so, Google's still laying off people now. Yeah, so Google is a great example. Google has been laying off people for months now, like literally for the past six months, they've been consistently laying off people. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing somewhat with Microsoft. And even anytime you have mergers, you're going to have layoffs because you don't need, first, like you don't need two PR directors. You don't need two people who are, at, you don't need two senior accounts, like et cetera, et cetera, like things like that. And what it's going to be is, again, endeavor will probably make sure, probably stick with their folks because they feel like they're, they are more um, suited and obviously have more, um, have more experience for it. Um, if I was some, the only kind of back office, I think that, w, that they'll keep or transfer over from WWE is people like, like the editing 
like the uh -oh. people who are in the editing and um can you hear me yeah um people who are in like in the editing and um graphic arts department and uh, um and videography and the people who do basically everything in production which um, i think is fine um yeah. other than that i think everybody else's positions are in stake i think that's probably the only um department that's going to remain untouched that's nothing new when it when we've been hearing about all the mergers too lately <clears throat> discovery that oh gosh yeah they had heavy layoffs though and that wasn't it was in it was in the business side of the company it wasn't like they and i mean they did cut a lot of stuff entertainment wise that we've spoken on ourselves but those were not done due to budgets they were not done trying to streamline and keep a nice synergy in the business they were done i they did this shit because they claimed they were restructuring what DC is going to be doing, but it's just, it was just a stupid cut. It was stupid. In this case, this is all, like Nicole said, this is all done to maintain the flow of the company. They're not trying to cut people because they don't want people there. I don't believe that they will cut superstars, but that's always a possibility too. Um, however, I think that cutting superstars now is a bad idea. You barely have anybody there to begin with as is. So, yeah. and everybody's talking about leaving now with the shit you guys are doing. You need to be trying to build employee morale and that is not good when your, your morale is low and your retention is low. That is never a good sign for any business. I don't care how many billions of dollars you have. If you don't have employees, and in this case, if you don't have superstars, you have no business. So they got to do something and they better work fast. Um, really also, <clears throat> oh, what was I going to say? I don't, I don't remember. Someone <laughs> circle back to me. Okay. But I mean, if they start laying, but if they start laying off talent, then that's going to be <clears throat> for them because oh i remembered <laughs> sorry sorry um a great example of not of business being their business being a mess right now is so i read a couple reports that apparently the issue the um talks with jay white fell through because the upper offices weren't paying enough attention to follow back and circle back with him. He is oh so my God. <sighs> if because apparently do it's simply yes. answer the fucking phone. Is that so wait a minute. Um because are they <laughs> white because nobody was doing their fucking job? Are you serious? Yes, that's basically um apparently what it boils down to because um, Triple H has spoken to him. Um, Triple H has spoken to him. Oh my God. And um, William Regal has spoken to him. But. Wow. And so they talked to him. They were like, okay, it's cool. Started the first um, talks. And then they were like, sure what and they're like okay cool and then i guess they were like went very well and then no one follow through to circle back to like get start getting paperwork rolling like it was very like people like at first people were trying to make it seem like oh like he was like oh i saw this shit and left like no it's literally because upper management and that's probably that's probably due to this endeavor shit yeah and as soon as they said that i was like oh my god i was like this endeavor shit is a mess oh our and it shouldn't be a mess there's no reason for it to be as a mess much of a mess as it is right now 
but I was, yeah, so that fell through because the upper, um, the back, the office people didn't circle back with him and start more formal um, contract talks and negotiations. Like it was like very early, like he spoke to Hunter, he spoke to Regal and they were like, yeah, we really like to bring you down. They were going well. And then they first kind of started talking contract stuff. And then obviously, you know, when that stuff happens, that's when the other office is supposed to take over. And then, you know, they call you back to circle the deal. So if, if y'all been listening to the show, Y'all know we have this friend named Kenny. She is in love with Jay White. There is something about this man that she just, she loves him. And she I don't was, know what the deal is, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's funny because she doesn't even watch New Japan. I don't get it. But, but I girl, love her. Love her like a sister, but I don't get it. It's her type. Yeah. I'm not calling him skinny, but like not over a boy who looks like he don't shower. That's her type. I'm you sorry. have a weird face to me. Body he looks not, he looks clean. He's not compared a bad to dude. the other dudes that she'd be liking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kenny. Guys, he's got a he's got a nice body. He's got a nice build. It's just face wise, he's got a face card decline type of face, and I'm just like. If you like it, I love it. I'm I'm not inclined to to be attracted to that. But if that's what she likes, I'm not gonna shit on it. He waited all WrestleMania weekend for him to show. Right. Yeah, she did. Show up on Mania. She's like, okay, well maybe he'll show up in Raw. As we're watching Raw, or no, he doesn't show up in Raw. She's like, okay, maybe he'll show up like on SmackDown. When we saw the announcement- yeah, as soon as he didn't show up at Raw, I said he's not coming. Yeah, he. We were on live, and he showed up on Dynamite, and, and that's when they tweeted out that he was all elite, and she was pissed. She was so mad. But I have to fucking watch AEW. <laughs> I told her on Monday. I was like, he's not. He's not showing up. But I like I well even though WWE dropped the ball, I still think he he fares better in AEW. I think that that's a better place for him to be, given he's coming from New Japan. I, I just I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with Jay White. I think he's great character wise, and the persona that I got to see, he's fine. Um, but I just feel like it would have been a better fit in AEW for him. Chelsea was in a damn hospital this weekend. For what? Um, what's she break now? <clears throat> she didn't break anything, actually. She said a really bad stomach bug and a distended gallbladder. Oh, shit. yikes! Oh, hope she feels better. Right? Yeah, that sounds ooh, uncomfortable. Yeah, damn, you just. I mean, Jesus, you know, there's no way to escape that. See, Chelsea got her WrestleMania moment, which I will not normally say this with a lot of people, but she deserved it. She got her WrestleMania time. So um, I'm I'm glad that she got, she was a part of it. I I didn't want her to be in it in the first place, but she did good. I'm not going to lie. She did exceptional in that match. So I'm fine with that. Um, We will, as the deal tends to get closer to be fully being closed, because they are not officially closed on this deal. It's going to take Endeavor four months to at least get this stuff set into motion properly so that the company is um, 100% under Endeavor and that they have the right people in place. It's going to take a while to get that done. So there are going to be some mistakes that are made along the way. However, these mistakes that they just made this past Monday, these mistakes they can't be making. And I'm sure shareholders are not happy seeing this shit. So they're probably pissed too. And it's a lot going on. I will say that. 
Now they say, like um, Nicole and Alexis have said before, that Vince is not supposed to be anywhere near SmackDown Friday, which to me, that doesn't say anything because if Monday he's allowed to be in the gorilla for Monday, and you definitely have superstars who are walking out, they're angry, they're mad, like signs are being confiscated again. Dana Brooke just had a tweet come out towards her. Like she said, a fan had a sign that said, hashtag give Dana Brooke a chance. That sign was confiscated. And she said it was going to be addressed, but that was the end of that. Um, you got a lot of shit going on. Like, I feel like with fan signs, as long as it's not nothing, you know, doing anything weird, let them have their signs. Let them put up what they want to put up. As long as they're not saying anything derogatory, racist, homophobic, or transphobic, or any phobic, as long as they ain't doing that, they should be able to have whatever they want on their sign. I didn't see anything wrong with somebody, you know, wanting for Dana Brooke to have opportunities. <clears throat> I don't see anything wrong with that. So let them have their signs. Let them do what they were doing. Y'all had nine months of at least clean, drama-free backstage. And the superstars expect that, and y'all are not delivering on the deal. Endeavor, I don't know what the fuck kind of business you running, but from what I know, your ass did not do your job. There's no way you could have put Vince McMahon back into power like this for it to cause this much catastrophe. It was a full-on ripple effect of nothing but drama for the last week y'all have got to be smarter than this you just have to you know damn well that he was not involved in the last couple of story in the end of these storylines leading into mania and for you to know this and if you didn't that's even worse <laughs> y'all gotta do it together but not for these fans, but for the sake of your company. Because if you don't, and these superstars band together and leave, you're going to have a massive problem on your hands. So you better fix it. And that's it. You better fix something, because Triple H was doing a good job only for Vince to come through and kind of ruin it that quickly. And Endeavor better see that and be like, nah, we need, we need that Triple H back. They shouldn't have let him be down there in the first place. And it's just the the it's the unprofessionalism of it. It's you sitting in gorilla, your your office is right next to the gorilla, and then you're sitting down edicts, you're changing scripts 15 to 20 minutes before the show. Superstars have not been on edge for nine months. They've had clear instructions on what they can and can't do. Here's your bullet point. Go off of that bullet point. Are you sure? Yeah. They've been reassured that Vince was not coming back, that this is the way it was going to be. And then here you go. Now you have not only killed the morale in the company, you've also destroyed the superstar's trust in Triple H. Mm -hmm. All in one move. Now he's got to work four times as hard to rebuild the trust in not only the superstars he brought back, but the ones who were there through all the bullshit. And think about this, the, the superstars that he managed to get back. If this is a real thing, and I just want to keep saying if, but if this is 100% that he's back in charge, what's not to say they leave? They came back to Hunter. They didn't come back to work for. My thing is the people that got released. What is going to happen now that Vince is back? That's got released I... and came back. I mean, like that's what she's talking about. The Candaces, Mia, Johnny Gargano, mm -hmm. Dexter, um, Bray, Carrion, Dakota Scarlett. Kai. All like all these people that like Hunter's been doing real good with, and I I mean, they're doing, and he's trying to figure out you know spots for everybody. Carrie and Cross made it very clear that he would never work for Vince McMahon ever again. He put a he put like video of him burning that stupid Mad Max looking fucking helmet after he got released. Okay, <laughs> like. He, legit fucking pissed 
And well, they like Mad Mac Dummit. It looked hot. What is wrong with you? What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Whatever, I'll be in my corner quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just like he he's built up a lot of goodwill toward people and people came back because they wanted to work for him. But now that events does come back full time and it's back to the incre- you know stuff being changed and like your segment being cut after you went out into the ring and your match is cut and all this crap. I mean, honestly, if I was a WWE wrestler and this was the pattern that I seen happen again, I'd sit out my contract. Well, if Seth is as mad as they say he was, Seth ain't coming back until what he wants. He gets. Now, the way I see it is all of y'all need to work together. Everybody, including Roman's big ass. Because if he don't like it either, and he voices his concerns as well as everybody else, and they all band together, and like, we're not performing until you get him out of here. There's nothing WWE can do. They can try to put on shows all day long and say, oh, the superstars abandoned us. They that Roman did this. Everybody can't be abandoning you. Nope. <laughs> you can't spin the story on everybody. Can't say that they were uh what did what did Vince say that he called Naomi and Sasha that they were bratty, they had an attitude, that um they're what do you what do you make Michael Cole say? Basically, say that they're trash. That they're he know. said they were disappointing to the WWE fans. He apologized and he said that Naomi and Sasha disappointed the fans by walking out. Now, that about Drew, Sheamus, Roman, Seth, Becky, Oscar, Alexa Bliss, Dana. You can't say that about everybody. I'm just saying if all of them did it together. You cannot say that about everybody. Because everybody can't have the same animosity. Then you would have to ask, well, why is all of them, why are all of them a disappointment, but you not the disappointment? There's only one common factor here, and that's y'all. It's you. They gotta put on fucking Braun Strowman versus Dominic Mysterio. No one's gonna watch that shit. Now I'm talking about everybody. If everybody leaves, Everybody band together, even those who are in the back, those who ain't been wrestling on TV, carrying all of them. If everybody leaves and refuses to show up for Monday Night Raw, live house shows, SmackDown, the whole deal, then what are you going to do? This sounds mad petty, but if I was a woman wrestler right now, I'd get pregnant. Be like, sorry, I'm out for a year. You're still paying me. Like... No, Bill, pull him a rib. All right. I feel like that's low key what Charlotte's doing. Well, I don't blame her on that one. You can Charlotte, said, Charlotte said, I gave her. Also, she said she wanted to have kids soon. So, yeah. And, but like, I know we can move on, but it's just like, just like, I know I can't speak for y'all, but if I was in a situation where I had a boss who was outed for doing very horrible stuff, two women and everyone's trying to think like it was like in the past it really wasn't that long ago for some of the women who they believe may have been part of this i would not feel comfortable with him and this isn't even just in wwe this is just anywhere it could be like working in fucking cybersecurity or working at 7-eleven if someone who is accused and even though they did whatever they did it, they did, but we knew he we knew the kind of person he is. I would not feel comfortable with him being back in a position of power like this. Because what's not to say he's just gonna start abusing it again? I don't wanna be around that shit. No, the question you have to ask yourself is can you afford to leave and find somewhere else to go? Because not everybody can do that. Some people have to work that job irregardless of how they feel. I know a lot of people who work a job and they got a boss they can't fucking stand, but they're there because they get paid. 
I can't see it happening. Hallelujah. Because they get paid, they ain't got no damn choice. The reality is, even though you know what you know about Vince McMahon, that paycheck clear on the 1st and the 15th, and that's all that matters. Because your integrity is not what's in question. The man's integrity who committed the atrocities, that's what's in question. The, the company that employs you, their integrity is what's in question. You didn't have nothing to do with that. I know, but it's... Well, I go to work and do my damn job and come home. I do the bare fucking minimum. I'm not doing no more than what you pay me to do. Overtime, no state, no nothing. You ain't gonna be sitting up here talking to me crazy. I'm like, I, 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 hold up, hold up. When you go to Vince McMahon office and cuss him out for sexually assaulting all them women, then you can talk to me like I'm one of these hoes off the street. Other than that, I'm going back to my desk, finish this damn project, and then I'm going home at 4.30. It might be 4.26 if you keep talking to me crazy. Oh, it's feeling a little spicy. I'm just saying. There's now, a reason why I was like, oh, hell no. Corporate America is not the place for me. Like me it is not. And y'all know about this if you've been listening to us for long enough. We're getting into the tech, like the tech industry. We're both going to school for it. But I'm going to be honest, a lot of the people that I have press with, I can't stand them. Like, the I'm not boys, surprised. Boys club mindset. Like Monday was a bad day for Alexis <laughs> because I went to school upset. And my was up and asked, you okay? And I'm like, I don't want to be here. He's like, oh, that makes two of us. You know, like you're trying to be funny. And this guy I have class with starts because we start having a discussion. For some reason, this guy decides to bring up Elon Musk. Ew. And <laughs> I don't like Elon Musk. I have never liked Elon Musk, even before this whole Twitter thing. Everyone's sucking his dick, thinking he's like the real life Tony Stark when ultimate disrespect to Tony Stark and they're like oh he's so smart I'm like what has he done what has he done everything that he has is a patent that he bought think of Tesla he didn't think of SpaceX and they're like well he you know they start going off about his month his family's money and I mean I mean I was so pissed off I'm surprised I didn't get into a fight but then again, this guy can't even wash his ass. I don't think he can throw a punch. <laughs> he, he starts saying, well, he's so rich. I'm like, yeah, you know how he got rich? The blood emerald mine that his family has in South Africa, that's where he got his money from. And my teacher's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's that boys club mentality because he kept at me because I'm a woman and I'm the only girl in my class that like I'm lower than him. Like, dude, I may not know fucking binary, but I have social skills. So that's gonna get me further than that. <sighs> just, ugh, men suck. Just start the mascara and it was like all women on the island and that's it, no dudes. Unfortunately, no. Damn it. Because um, I hate to say this to you, Alexis, but I, I like penis, so I don't <laughs> I mean, I'm good either way, but majority, sometimes men just fucking suck. I'm not trying to sound like a basher or anything, but like... Well, given the conversation we're about to have, women ain't too high on the hierarchy either. There are certain women. There are certain women. And, mm, I promise I'll be Same good. thing goes for the men, because not all men are bad. Yeah, I guess so. My That's fair. Okay. Oh, I will go so, that. Do anybody else have anything else to say about this? Like, Nicole, do you want to have a final word or you want to move on? Um, no, we can move on. Hello, everybody. Right before we end here, I just wanted to come in for a little edit and let you guys know what's going on. So we were speculating that maybe WrestleMania was booked by Vinny because it was so drastically different from the first night however we were wrong about that triple h had this many a book for over a month and 
this is how we know. So we came across the information via FIFA Select and a couple of other dirt sheet outlets. And usually where there's smoke, there's fire. So essentially what we know is that Brock Lesnar was set to turn heel this Monday or this past Monday. He was set to turn heel for over a month. This was this was definitely in the works. And there were little subtle cues to Brock Lesnar's heel turn. The backing away um, um, when with Omos, you know, the constant, you know, um, small gestures. You know, he's not really, you know, hyphy with the fans. He wasn't slapping hands with the fans like he was before. There were little subtle things to prove that Brock Lesnar was on the verge of being a heel again. Now, what we didn't know was that that heel turn was going to include Cody Rhodes, but it seems that that was in place for well over a month, which is more in line with Triple H's MO than anything. This is nothing that Vinny would book because he goes on a day, hour by hour, minute by minute type of basis, which is hectic and frantic and very much a toxic workplace. But Triple H doesn't do that. He plans shit out. He may make minor changes unless they're necessary he planned shit out down months in ahead, which I think is hella smart. Now, according to Fightful Select, the plan was the way that it was showed out. The only thing is Cody was supposed to say that he had a mystery partner. And I said, and then he was supposed to go, Cody would announce his mystery partner towards the end of the night. Okay, but that didn't happen. So they kind of made Cody look like he had no friends going into this. There was nobody who would fight him because obviously Roman didn't want anybody to be his partner. You know what I'm saying? So they made the stipulation, which we all were like, oh, that's fucked up. Anybody who competes with him is never going to have an opportunity to be champion as long as Roman is champion. So nobody was going to be his partner because everybody wants a shot at being champion. So... The night comes, and then they move into the spot where, well, Brock Lesnar comes out there, and boom, everybody's excited, right? Well, Lesnar turned on Cody Monday. So this is something that's going to lead to a feud between the two of them, I presume. And I believe that this was their way of pulling Cody off of Roman for a little while because they plan on having Roman drop that title at SummerSlam, which is where it all began. I just wish they would have booked it so much better. But anyways, that was the T. That is where we're at. And I just wanted to make sure we clarified a few things so there was no misinformation in the podcast. While it was speculation, because we know the truth, it is only fair that you have the truth as well. With all that being said, make sure you follow us on our socials. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at down for the count 19 and Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. And do not forget to make sure that you like and so, you know, give us a good old like on our um, podcast. All you have to do is rate it. So that's what I'm saying when I mean like, you know, rate it up. Give us a good rating on the podcast if you like it. If you don't, I understand. But that allows us to be pushed into the algorithm and we'll get more money and we'll be able to, you know, make more podcasts for you on a weekly basis. You might get more one or two podcasts a week, honey. Okay? Especially if it's paying bills. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys in our next one.